welcome to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. I am your associate publisher, Bethany Rue. Nice to see you on a Friday afternoon. We are actually coming to you from our Beachview studio because Sorg, Sorgatron Media, is uh, in Michigan, I believe, on assignment. So we are here today. I'm going to get to our very special guest here in a minute. Uh, but I do want to thank, we have a sponsor for today's podcast, Just Pay Half Pittsburgh. If you go to JustPayOffPittsburgh.com, if you're looking to save money and who isn't, there's a ton of deals, restaurants, activities. There's a bunch of stuff for Mother's Day. So make sure you check out JustPayOffPittsburgh.com. And that extra money that you save, you can spend on tickets to Feria, which is coming up next Saturday at Enix Brewing, which is a good segue to our guest. Please join me in welcoming Nicolette Palowski from Los Los. Welcome, Nicolette. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the dance company and, and why you're going to be at Feria with us yeah. next weekend. So our dance company started as a Latin dance company. Um, it was a side project during um, my PhD. My partner and I founded it here. Actually, we started in downtown Pittsburgh first. Um, and then we just kind of grew and grew. And our name means full of flavor. So as we grew, we'd like to say now we have many different flavors of dance and fitness under one roof. Um, from like belly dance and ballroom and hip hop and kids classes from as young as ba literally babies um, to babies as old as 100. <laughs> So, so yeah, like um, but I specialize in Latin dancing. Um, many we have four other instructors in house, or five that do Latin dancing. Um, so that includes salsa, bachata, merengue, um, can be cumbia, cha cha, and we are performing and teaching at this awesome festival. I cannot wait. That's gonna be amazing. Now some of those dances I recognize. Yeah, obviously salsa. It's not just a food; it's a dance. Um, but what's delicious? Yeah, it's a delicious. It's as tasty as the food, um, and it can be spicy too, right? It can. So, could you maybe talk, break down just quickly, like what some of these different dances are, what some of the characteristics of them are, like what separates like a, a one from another kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Um, so starting, I guess, with salsa. Salsa is this big mixture of different dance cultures that have come together to make this kind of music and dancing. Um, it, the influences are from Cuban music, from African music, from jazz, American jazz, actually Puerto Ricans that moved to New York City, New Yorkans that really had a big influence. So in New Yorkans? New Yorkans. I've never heard that before. Yeah. I love that term. I love that term. Um, that moved into New York City and really had a big influence in the jazz scene there. So there's just a huge mixture of wonderful flavors and um, rhythms in, in the music, and you'll see that also within the dance. So um, it's very typically lively, has a lot of energy, it's one of my favorite dances. Um, no matter, it feels like no matter how tired you are at the end of the day, the music comes on, it's just like you just want to move to it, you know? So it's that's that's the really great part about it. Um, unfortunately, some of the songs are a little sad sometimes. I don't speak Spanish that well, so when I have someone translate for me, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I really thought that was a love song and it's totally a breakup song. It's like country, you know, when you're like... country music. Okay, I got it. No, but I mean, there's definitely a lot of happy music there too, but just the, you would never think for such a lively and energetic rhythm and, and just, you know, they have trumpets, they have pianos, I mean, so many different things. You're just like, oh wow, I, I wouldn't even think that there'd be yeah. sadness in mm -hmm. the lyrics. But it's a great, uh, great dance and it's dance actually all over the world. Mm -hmm. um, my family's from Poland. 
and when I visited the tiniest villages there, I danced salsa. Um, <laughs> Turkey is one of the largest uh, salsa congresses in the world. Thousands of people come there just really? to dance. Beijing has apparently live salsa bands every single night of the week. I have students that have gone dancing all in Thailand, in um it just literally everywhere. So in places you would never think mm -hmm. Latin influences would ever go in, they're like dancing it up. So France salsa, has a huge one. Salsa is a good one that I guess to learn if you're a world traveler and you want to be able to take your skills yes. on the road and show them off. So if yeah. anybody's planning a trip to Turkey, Bam. you should probably take a salsa class. Exactly. So I'm sorry, what is a congress in terms? Of, I mean, I know what our congress is, but what's a dance congress? A dance congress specifically is. Um, when uh, it's just a huge dance event, it's kind of like a conference. Mm -hmm. So think of it as during the day there are workshops mm -hmm. and the different Latin dances, and then in the evenings there are performances and socials. Okay. And that really just kind of depends on the size of it, depends on the size of the city and the community that's bringing it together. We have a smaller one here in Pittsburgh. It's um, called Salsa Fuego. Okay. Um, I actually help run it. Uh, it's run under a nonprofit dance organization called the Pittsburgh Salsa Roundtable. Okay, and we'll put links to this stuff, by the way, in the description boxes when, when we post it after we're done streaming. But yeah, yeah so um, and so it's at the 20th Century Club. It used to always be in, on Martin Luther King weekend. We ran, ran that for eight years. But after having it for the last three years, like lots of snow and lots of ice, we decided to move it to July. So yes. <laughs> next year, not this July, but the following July, 2020, okay. the last weekend of July, um, we take over the entire 20th Century Club. Okay. We have multiple ballrooms, and there is every single type of Latin dance in-house. We bring in world champions from all over the world, um, primarily in the United States, but we have had people from Sweden, from Canada. I mean, it's just awesome. Mexico. Um, so... And they just basically, it's just a huge, like, salsa and Latin dance lovers just come together to learn and dance with each other. Okay, is it for beginners as well? I mean, you're bringing oh, yes. It's for all skill levels. It's all basically. skill levels, yes. It's called Salsa Fuego? Yes. Okay. So SalsaFuego.org is the, is the website. Okay. And you can get tickets very, very um, cheap in comparison to what it goes up to because it all includes everything from okay. all the workshops, unlimited workshops, um, socials till 3 in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, and we do a, a big brunch at the studio, too, for all the performers and instructors and volunteers. You can volunteer at the event. It's just awesome. Wow. So Pittsburgh's a big salsa hotbed. It is. It is. We have a pro Right now, I would say we have about three or four nights of salsa mm -hmm. or Latin dance nights in Pittsburgh. We used to have seven. Um, and that was wonderful. It was just, though, sometimes a lot to choose from, especially since this is still a smaller city. Yeah. Well, no, so you mentioned, so salsa, obviously, probably the biggest, most recognizable yes. one. Um, but then I, you know, you mentioned that I was going to say burrata, but I know bachata. that's cheese, burrata. Bachata, oh, yes. cheese though. Um, so what, what is a bachata and like, how does it differ? Is it, is it maybe from a different region? It is. Like, bachata um, is from the D Dominican Republic, Republica okay. Dominicana. And, um, that is, there are different styles of bachata. The more traditional Dominican style is a lot of, of footwork mm -hmm. and playfulness with the feet. Um, but you'll see sensual bachata, you'll see a lot of more body movements and body rolls. Um, it's, there's, there's bachata tango, bachatango. Um, so there's different kind of influences when, as it's moved across the world, but it's all really kind of started from there. And the music itself is more sensual, I would say, a little slower. Um, and some people would say it's a little bit more of a passionate dance where you can, you can get closer to your partner, um, if you so choose. And it's just, it's, it's a little bit more grounded dance. It's not as up. It's a little bit like kind of more deeper toned music. 
So most of the time when you go out to a Latin club anywhere around the world, the three most popular dances you will see will be salsa primarily, mm -hmm. bachata is a close second depending where it is, and then merengue. Is okay. usually used in between the songs. A DJ or even a band will play one every hour, a couple in between. Um, merengue is also from the Dominican Republic, mm -hmm. and it is a much faster-paced mm -hmm. uh, music, and it's also much more fun and kind of uh, playful. Mm -hmm. um, the steps are a little bit simpler, so a lot of people begin learning that, that way because it's a great way to just kind of get the rhythm down with your feet and be able then to play with your hands more. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just really really awesome dance um that also is just very lively is that one popular here in pittsburgh as well it's also think? yes yeah. you will hear merengue in almost every single latin club okay now what are some of the maybe like the lesser known ones but that are still pretty popular especially like in the hardcore kind of latin yeah. circles so you will see uh cumbia which is um a dance that is similar to salsa um and but it's more circular okay. and, and you break back instead of going forward. Oh, yeah. um, you don't break your back. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, I no. don't do it, but go ahead. Um, so it's just, it, the, the rhythm is a little bouncier, I would say. Oh. And that is, typically you'll see a lot more cumbia when there's a larger um, South American population, specifically mm. from Mexico. You'll see a lot of Latinos who will ask and ask our DJs, for example, hey, I want to hear cumbia. So most of the time, because at least in our crowd, we have salsa nights on Saturday nights. Most Latinos come really late, mm -hmm. and then they'll request specifically. Like, so you'll hear cumbia much more towards the closer towards the end of the night. Okay, so it's mm -hmm. like a bar closing kind of thing. Yeah, okay. I mean, a lot of people still put it in between mm -hmm. on the songs, and I mean, I've gone dancing everywhere around this country, and you'll definitely hear it everywhere. But mm -hmm. it seems to be like more in the south, you'll hear a lot more cumbia. Um, it just depends on who who frequents the bars and who frequents that frequents that scene. Okay, and no, we are focusing on Latin dancing because of Feria, but um, and if you don't know, which you should, uh, Feria Festival is um, it's a typically a south of Spain uh, welcoming of spring. It's typically held after Lent. It's it's very colorful. There's um, usually um, some kind of horses are involved, but we can't have horses at the venue, so not yeah. this year. I know, not. I mean, I might still try to sneak one. <laughs> Who knows? Um, as long as I don't get caught with a horse. You can have like yeah. a little horse, you know, on a stick. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get a little, if anybody wants to sponsor horses on a stick for Feria, call me. Um, but it's in Enix Brewing, and Enix is actually owned by a family that has Spanish roots. Um, and they've actually attended this festival, and it's actually happening right now. And I'm going to say Seville, but that's not how you pronounce it. Sevilla. Sevilla, yeah, this, yeah. But anyway, uh, so but we're we're having it Saturday, May 18th, from 2:30 to 5:30 at Enix Brewing, and we're gonna have Los Sabrosos. Did I say that right? Yes, very nice. Yeah. So they will be there doing um a dance. They'll be performing, uh, and we're doing a lesson. Yeah, and they'll be doing a group salsa lesson, mm -hmm. um, with a little contest afterwards. Yeah, and I believe the winners are gonna win a private lesson. Lesson, yeah. yeah. So. Um, and there's also going to be live Latin music. Uh, Flor de Lune, which is one of Pittsburgh's premier Latin bands, will be there. So, uh, but I do want to say you do have, to have other dances that you teach. All that to say, what what uh, what other kind of styles do you, do this you see being popular? Um, well, so that's kind of more in the Latin genre. You yeah. see cha cha as well, which kind of goes both in. Latin dancing and also segues into ballroom and we do ballroom um, dances in house as well. We have several ballroom instructors and they and it, they each have like kind of specialties, but really they all like 
waltz, Viennese waltz, um, jives, uh, foxtrot, swing, all that stuff kind of falls under there too. Occasionally we'll do ballroom um, socials. And every first Friday of the month, we have a group called the Pittsburgh Tangueros. They host a um, tango milonga in our space as well. So okay. the first Fridays, we're on Penn Avenue, okay. um, our studio where it moved to. Um, we have like a storefront property right on Penn and we're part, which part of- Which part of Penn, which, which neighborhood? So we are right on the cusp. Technically on our side of the street is Garfield. Okay. Across the street is Friendship. On the other corner is Lawrenceville. Okay. <laughs> so we are like, we're right at a great juncture. I love this. Yeah. I love our space. We are at our row is all women owned um, businesses actually. Yeah, so it's that. really awesome. It's completely by happenstance. Um, but there's gluten-free goat bakery next to us, mixtape okay. cocktail and lounge. Uh, my friends at mixtape. Hi, mixtape. I love this. Oh, mixtape is fantastic. Um, so we just, yeah, we have a really great kind of group going there. And so um, we'll do the first Friday of every month is called Unblurred on Penn Avenue. Yep. Um, and so we're, we are a part of that and the tango night happens during that night. So oh, it's really awesome. It's also yeah. a lot of fun. And then you do have, I noticed, um, you do have a, a salsa night that you guys do as well. Yes. Every Saturday night. Okay. Yeah. So it starts most of the time, the doors open at 9.30 PM. And anybody can come to this, right? Anyone, this. anyone, anyone can come to this. Yes. yes. Um, we have complete, I and mean, people that have told me they have three left feet and and then I go, well, we have students that come in with wheelchairs, so you got really no excuse. Yeah, it's um, Exactly. So uh, 9.30 p.m., doors open. 9.45, typically, there's a mini crash course lesson. Sometimes we start a little bit later because we get a lot of phone calls, people running late. Um, and it's just a little 15-minute little fifteen minute lesson mm -hmm. in salsa and bachata, just like a little taste so that people have a little bit to go on as they want to dance the rest of the night. Um, we take out chairs and tables on the sides, and then we basically go until two in the morning or until it gets really slow. Um, we average anywhere from 40 people to 100 and something people oh, wow. a night. So it can get, each weekend is a little different. Um, we sometimes do theme nights or performances. Uh, we also do fundraisers during that time. So this Saturday is actually, we're doing a fundraiser for our advanced salsa team called Fuerza Steel. Okay. They're going to New York Salsa Congress. They're performing oh, cool. there um, in a couple of weeks. So um, they need a little bit of help with their like travel costs and stuff like that so we are um we're raising the door price usually our cover is seven dollars um when it's a fundraiser or a special event it's ten dollars okay. and so a portion of that goes to whatever that fundraiser is for okay so now is this something people would bring like their own bottle of wine yeah so we are byoa okay. bring your own alcohol we have okay. mixers and juices at the bar okay. also glasses and water okay. um so yes we uh, you can bring your own alcohol sometimes people we're even open to like if you're bringing appetizers or something for yourself to eat. Mm -hmm. We're next to so many restaurants and places that stay open late, so it's really nice to be able to just munch on something. Um, the most popular thing I would say for our salsa night is with bachelorette groups. Um, oh. A lot of them come out or like college students. So we do let people, we're of all ages. Okay. If you are under 18, you do need to bring a parent. Um, <laughs> but we are, you know, we get a lot of college students that come in as well. But we also get people from all over. We have um, a, a nursing home once came and brought their people. So just like to expose people and just dance it up. We had some some months ago a group of people in their 70s and 80s that have completely just, they're like, we're retired. They came in like cowboy hats, <laughs> um, rent, uh, reserved a whole table, and they had like 20 people. And they traveled the country and just go like hop from one state to the other and check out just different interesting things in each city. Oh, that's a good and, life goal. 
I know, seriously. Wow. So it's really awesome. We're very kind of, it's a very friendly scene, I would say. Everyone dances with everyone else. Most of the time, people do not come with a partner. So that's usually the number one question we get. Do I need a partner? No, you, you do not. not. Um, and, and everyone, the typical etiquette is, Let's say I ask you to dance, we do. We finish the dance and say thank you so much, and then I go and ask someone else, and you go and ask someone else. Most people do not dance multiple dances with each other unless you're, you like that person, um, whether the dancing or a little bit of something different, um, or you know you or you just really enjoyed the dance, um, or you're with that person. But most of the time, even people that aren't couples will be dancing with everyone else as well. It's a, it's just a very social kind of yeah, way. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, so, and it, it's. Good for like maybe Pittsburgh newcomers or area newcomers too. Looking yes. To, to oh, yeah. And, and meet some people. That's awesome. We get a lot of people that travel for conferences and they're mm -hmm. just like, oh, I saw that, you know, um, you have salsa. I go dancing in blah, 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 you know, DC oh, or Seattle wow. or whatever. And they just wanted to come out and check out the scene. And so we did get almost every week we have someone from a different city. That's awesome. That, that keeps your Saturday nights fresh and fun. It does. Yeah. Show. Um, now, just transitioning to you, yourself, Nicolette, so you are a Chicago native. I am. Uh, like, like, city of Chicago. Yes. Uh, not one of those suburb things, the actual city. Um, so how, how, how did you journey to, to Pittsburgh? I, I know we were talking before we started, you said you fell in love with it, but what, what, what even gave you the opportunity to fall in love with this? Um, so I, one of my best friends from high school actually moved here years before me. And she was always asking me to come and visit and come and visit. And we had a couple other friends here as well. And so I did. I came here and visited. Um, there was someone that I, like, kind of thought was cute for a little bit and then just lasted for a month. But, um, <laughs> like, I went and visited here, and then I stayed with my best friend for about a week. And I just, I just thought the city was amazing. And then I started having really funny coincidences with Pittsburgh. So my area during the time I was doing finishing my master's at the University of Wisconsin Madison, mm -hmm. and um, my area is in sex education. And my professors told me point blank that I needed to get a full time job in order to support my research mm -hmm. because most of the time sex education, specifically sex education, is not really funded mm -hmm. in this country. If you want in research areas, right? Um, normally, if you get funding, it's typically like through a psychological realm or uh, sexual uh, sexual mm -hmm. deviance realm. <laughs> um, so. But I, my area is all about education within schools and really like K through nursing homes. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, kindergarten through nursing homes, sorry, I have a K through 12. Um, <laughs> so, and, and that's, t there's not a lot of funds there for that. Um, so I was running, Los Sabros was actually started as a volunteer nonprofit. Mm -hmm. um, and all of us, none of us made money on it. We were just all volunteering to teach at the University of Wisconsin. And someone was like, why don't you just run a dance company? Like, support yourself by doing basically what you're doing. Just mm -hmm. charge money. And I was like, hmm, that's kind of interesting. And But I, Madison's beautiful. It's a beautiful city, but it's a college city. Like, yeah. it's a college town. And I wanted something a little different. So when I visited here, I randomly met this this doctor at the University of Pittsburgh. And she was like, oh, just give me your information in case of anything. Like, I'll let you know if something opens up. And so... <laughs> I was actually, uh, my parents bought me a gift of sending me to Poland to see family. It's a graduation gift from my master's. And when I was in Poland, I got an email 
from this professor at the University of Pittsburgh that a sex educator position had opened up at the University of Pittsburgh and that I had to go and submit my resume. So I did. I interviewed in Poland. It was 9 p.m. in Poland. It was 3 p.m. in Pittsburgh for like an hour and a half. And they loved me. And they're like, we need one more interview. And that for me was just like my sign. I was like, that's it. I'm moving to Pittsburgh. I'll open up a studio. You know, I hope I will get this job. I didn't. Um, they thought I was a little too liberal. Um <laughs> <laughs> <You know. laughs> um, I mean, they they had this question for me of whether or not I was comfortable teaching abstinence only, and I my response is I have no problem teaching abstinence, mm -hmm. but within an entire curriculum right. because the majority of people will eventually at some point in their lives probably ninety nine percent of them have yeah. sex I'll, in I'll some way, um, or all of them know someone that's having sex. So just yeah. even to pass on that information is very important, right. um, and so they didn't like that answer. So, yeah. but you're still here. I'm still here. So, so still in, I had a week. I had I uh, flew from Madison to Pittsburgh. I had one week. I had the interview. I had to find an apartment, find a dance studio, and find a dance partner. I did it all in one week. That's see because you have a lot of energy. I don't know if people can pick up on that. <laughs> Nicola has a lot of energy. Now to tie this back to the dance company, though. Yes. Um, so our summer guide is coming out on Tuesday, next Tuesday, and it is chock full of everything that you could possibly think of to do this summer. Um, including summer camps. I know I'm a parent. When school's out, I'm looking for things to do with my eight-year-old because it's illegal to leave him at home by himself. <laughs> so, um, you, uh, you know, uh, there's a ton of summer camps going on, including some at Los Rosos. So, yes. and I know that there's one in particular that ties in. And, and if you think about it, sex and sex education and dance probably go together fairly well. I think there's a lot of parallels there. Yeah. Um, but, but you have this very specific class, summer camp. Yes. It's really interesting. Like, I'd love to hear more about it. It is an empowerment camp. Um, mm -hmm. So all of our dance camps tie in activities and crafts that have nothing to do with dance and then also in some ways some dancing. Um, but this one specifically is really not as much dance involved as more exposing everyone to um, nutrition, their bodies, sexual health, communication, health relationships um, we do dream journaling we take into the park it's all about and we'll use dance and including in all the other um, camps we mm. use dance as a way to also teach people about their bodies to get comfortable with themselves I mean you'd be surprised I have had men and women come to the studio in their 60s and 70s who've broken down mm. in like private lessons for example say crying saying you know they've never felt comfortable with themselves they've yeah. never felt comfortable moving and so it's so important to start teaching that when kids are kids, when yeah. we, you know, from a much younger age, because we start to have a lot of insecurities about our bodies, especially starting in like um, middle school. Yeah. So, um, so this is kind of what the camps are trying to address a bit. Um, we have multiple instructors that will be teaching this, um, and and this is a big like this is a big passion of mine. So, um, the, each of the camps are only a week long. We have seven of them, mm -hmm. and so each week it's either a different kind of group or, or specifically age. Um, we have little kids that are, I believe, from two to seven and these are not like hardcore age requirements it's just more um we would like them to be potty trained and and to follow some you know some set of directions but um, we have some people that have called us that have said oh you know my my daughter's 
um, sister, the, the sister is a little bit older, but yeah. can I still send them? Totally. Like, this is not a required yeah. age. And then the other ones are for the big kids, starting typically at 8 till to 15, age, age 15 or 16. Um, and the empowering camp is just from about 9, 10 until age 15 as well. So okay. each of them, there's like a Disney camp. So each day in those seven days or five days, um, they are, each one has a different um, theme of a different Disney movie, like Moana and Aladdin. Yeah. So um, like, are like, is 43 considered a kid if like somebody wanted to sign up? Oh, so like, yeah, totally. Like, well, you can do that. lessons. So we do, for adults, we're doing all our regular classes anyway during this time, including private lessons and group classes. And our adult classes are typically in the evenings or private lessons we teach from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Um, but you can, we have a bachata nueva class, which is bachata, but set to like pop music. So a lot of people really like that dance. And it's a different way to just kind of like, okay, I want to be able to groove and move in my car when I'm like listening to music. And this is a great way to kind of connect those two, um, the Latin dance and just pop music. Um, we do... Um, uh, Vixen workout. We have this workout class. It's for hip hop. And the whole point, they actually close the curtains in the studio. This is a very kind of more private workout where you put on like, they recommend you put on red lipstick, whether men or women, doesn't matter. Put on your best clothes, whatever you want. And this idea is you're the diva in your own like music video. And so the instructor goes over the different moves and you follow along. But it's all about like strutting your stuff and like getting comfortable in your own skin without being in, in a very judge judgment-free right. environment. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, well so, so bringing it back to the dance. Yeah. Um, so your partner, I know, so her partner, her dance partner... Um, got stuck at work, yeah. but um, Nicola is gonna still show us some of the moves. Yes, right? definitely. So, um, I mean, maybe uh, if you want to maybe start off with like a salsa move, some yeah. other people might expect that they could see it at Feria. Uh, yeah, I mean, let me just show the basic step to kind of yeah. also. I think a lot of people are they get a, a little bit, um, like, oh my gosh, it's complicated. It, it really right. isn't. All of the movements are exactly as if you're walking, mm. you're transferring your weight from one foot to the other. Um, it's just in place that we're okay. doing it. So it should feel funky. I always say you'd be an alien if it feels completely normal. Yeah, so I just yeah, stand I'll right move. here. Yeah, or you're, here, I'll move this out of your way. And if people are at work right now, I want you to stand up at your desk. You need a break. Bam. Stretch. And I want you to do these along with Nicolette, okay? So what we're going to do is it's just a side basic. Okay, so, and I'm going to face this way so that you can do it along with me. We're going to place our weight on our right foot, and you're going to step out on your left, out. You're going to change your mind, and then you're going to come back to center. All your weight is now on your left leg. You're going to step out on your right, change your mind, come back to center. That's literally it. So the way I like to explain salsa dancers in a nutshell, they are super indecisive constantly, <laughs> right? Like, think about it. You step out, you're like, no, I want to come back here. Like, step out, no, I want to come back here. So you're just constantly shifting from one side to the other. So we're going left, center, together, and right, center, together, and left, center, together, and right, center together so easy peasy that is a side basic and it's in almost every style of salsa okay. whether you're doing um cuban style or on one or on two i mean this is almost universal and and the, the biggest thing you want to think about is just keeping your steps under your body and under your shoulders so that you don't step on anyone unless you intend to step on them because you know <laughs> they you make, then make it like with intention right um but it's all about, and the biggest thing people always say, oh, Latin dance is about the hips. 
when we first start teaching it a bit, we actually say it's about the knees because mm -hmm. as you bend and straighten your knees, your hips move. Um, and so if you think about it, just keep bending and straightening your knees as you shift from one foot to the other and your hips. Of course, you can accentuate and go a little bit deeper, mm. but that's really the basis of it initially. Okay. Then we can get into all the all the all the points of it later. All right. Now, what about the bruschetta? Bachata. Bachata. Yes. I still cheese on the bread. Yes. Yeah. So bachata. Bachata. The one thing, the difference with bachata is that they do do a tap, as in there is a moment where I put my foot. And use my foot, but I don't place and shift my weight on it. Okay. So for the first three steps, we're doing out, together, out, and then I tap on the fourth beat. And then I use the same foot that I just tapped to go to the side. Out, together, out, and tap. So it is left, right, left, and tap, and right, left, right, and tap, and one, two, three, and tap, and five. Six, seven, and seven. I could totally see you teaching a class, by the way. You're such a natural. I love it. I love it. So it's a really very simple movement, and mm. you can use, do it in any direction. Mm -hmm. um, you could even do it in place. A lot of bachata songs, especially now, mm. um, more uh, more modern ones, have really long intros that are very melodic and awesome, but they're like, oh, I can't hear the bachata beat. And so you could totally do this in place as well. So okay. it's, it's a very nice way to just kind of get introduced to the Latin dancing. Okay, and now what is one move that you would do if you were going to show off? And I know it's hard without your partner, because I know a lot of it is partner-based, right? Yeah. I'm sure. But if, if there was one move that you were just going to, like, whip out to, like, get that guy across the room to want to come salsa oh, with you. Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, I think to get anyone across the room, go and ask them to dance. I have a lot of women that say to me, no, 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 I, I'm waiting for them to ask me to dance. This is... This is not a thing anymore, ladies. Yeah. Like, it, get up and ask. Go, you want to dance, especially. I mean, of course, if you want to go and ask them out on a date, then maybe you know you have your own opinion. But it's a dance. It's just yeah. three to four minutes max. You're not signing a contract. You're not <laughs> like agreeing to anything else except, hey, want to dance? I do, but not right now. But I will. And which is totally fine too. I mean, I also think I get a lot of people who say, "Oh my gosh, I'm worried they're going to say no. I will never." I've had people who said. They said no, and I will never ask them to dance again, which I think is crazy. Yeah. First off, sometimes people are just not in the mood at that moment. Maybe they need to go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're just in the middle of a conversation. They're waiting for a drink. Like, give them the benefit of the, of the doubt. Yeah. At least give them three tries. The three, on different three strike days. roll. Yes. Do the three strike roll. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, and and so, like, if I wanted, if I was standing next to a bar or something mm -hmm. and I, I was having a moment where I'm thinking, should I, should I ask someone? Yeah. Maybe just in place. Just I can always, you can always tell if someone is, you know, into the music, if they're like their feet are moving from one foot to the other. Um, I mean, showing off, if you're on the floor, um, styling out with your hands is really nice. You especially little, if you do so. Show. Let's go. say like, you know, you go into a turn and five, six, and you can see if they're touching their body or themselves, then they... Then you know that they're more comfortable with the, with their body, and they might be able to really communicate that more um, when they're dancing with someone. So, um, whenever we talk about uh, with both men and women, when we do when we do styling um, for people, everyone's always uncomfortable, right? Like no one no one like walks like this, right? When when they're going, <laughs> hey, that'd be awesome. 
but unfortunately they don't. And so when we first start, it's very, very awkward. And so you just need to think just, just practicing it out and using it and, and being comfortable touching yourself. And this is kind of where I think there are similarities with mm -hmm. sexuality and dancing, um, getting more into your body, getting more um, comfortable that you, the, the more you can extend from within your body and outwards, the fuller a movement looks, the more you can communicate it to your partner. Um, it, that's just really awesome and important. Oh, well, um, I'll let yeah. you pull your stool back up. That was great. Um, I was briefly considering and then decided not to get up and try to do that <laughs> with you for a multitude of reasons. Oh, um, uh, but that's, but I, I will be We even have little ones that do salsa. And I will be, and you said I you have an eight-year-old. I do have an eight-year-old, and he could definitely, he's got better I have an eight-year-old in my, yeah. my kids, yeah. my little kids' salsa yeah. classes. But I will be doing the class, um, awesome. the group lesson at Feria. I'm, I'm going to do that, probably, because I'll have a couple drinks. Bam, <laughs> which is totally fine. <laughs> but that's something that'll fall. Um, so, Nicola, thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Los Sabrosos. Um, we're going to have the website and everything. And yeah, so our short version is lspgh.com. We have a really long one, know. but lspgh.com. That's the yep. easiest one to Lots do. Lots to check out. Make sure you come and see them at Feria. Come see us. We are going to have a Mother's Day flash sale on the tickets. Oh, yes. Keep your eyes peeled. If you haven't got your tickets yet, Sunday might be a good day to check it out. Um, we are, by the way, um, I'm in our studio. And for those of you that are missing Charlie today, he's here. He's been here the whole time. Bam. Say hi, Charlie. There he is. Ask him how much work he's got with all this happening right here. There you go. <laughs> Zero. He said goose egg. But we, me and Charlie, are going to be at Three Rivers Comic Con this weekend. I'll be there tomorrow. So come and see me. And I'll be giving away a pair of tickets to Feria. To, to somebody that's, that, um, you, I think you'd like sign up for. I've decided what. I, maybe I'll make you salsa for your tickets. We'll see. Yeah. Um, but I'll be there Saturday. Charlie will be there Sunday. And he's asking a comic. Um, illustrators to bring their work because we are always hiring comics for our comic pages. We have, you know, full spread comics yeah, in every issue. Yeah, and Charlie wants to see your stuff, um, your comics, to be clear. So, if you're coming on Sunday, make sure you bring your comics to show Charlie. Um, and again, I want to thank our sponsors, Just Pay Half Pittsburgh, JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. Um, make sure you go there for deals. I bet that you can find someone to take your mom for Mother's Day. Um, and you don't even have to tell her that you paid half. It could be our secret. Um, and I think that's it. So, Nicola, thank you again. Thank you. We'll see you guys next week. We'll, we'll see you at Feria. Yeah, we'll definitely see you at Feria. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.